So good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty360. I hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. I want to welcome you back to our ongoing series, uh, our series on customer loyalty called Leaders in Customer Loyalty. In this series, we talk to brand leaders about what they are seeing on the front lines, customer channel and brand loyalty. Uh, today, we have a special uh, edition. Uh, we are uh, talking to some of the award winners in the recent Loyalty360 Award uh, uh, program. And today we have the pleasure of speaking with Erin Corgan. She's the digital marketing manager at Donato's, which won silver at the recent Loyalty 360 Awards in the customer insights and metrics category. So how are you, Erin? Great, how are you doing? Good, good. Um, well, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. For those who don't know about Donato's, can you give us a quick history of Donato's, all that you offer and kind of what you guys do? Sure, sure. So um, Donato's was started in 1963 by a then 19-year-old Jim Grody uh, on the south side of Columbus, Ohio. Um, and he built his business on two main themes, which were um, basically the golden rule, so treating others the way he wanted to be treated. Um, and this is reflected in the name Donato's, which is actually kind of a modification of the Latin for to give a good thing. Um, and also the other principle he built the business on was product cons consistency. So making sure it's the same, the product's made right every single time. Um, so 57 years later, we're a regional brand with 261 locations, um, and we're known for our premium edge-to-edge -to -edge toppings on our famous thin crust um, pizza. Like, for example, there are 100 uh, pieces of pepperoni on a large pepperoni pizza, which is pretty uncommon. Um, and uh, in addition to pizza, we have oven-baked subs, calzones, wings, um, salads, appetizers, desserts, and so on. Okay, great. Uh, we also like to uh, learn a bit, a little bit, uh, those who are running the loyalty program. So, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, uh, kind of what you do at Donato's, Donato's, and maybe even a fun fact about you? Oh gosh. Um, well, let's see. Um, I started out when I came on board with Donato's. I started out um, primarily focused on email, and my role has shifted a little bit to be more about loyalty. Um, user experience uh, and website feature function and app stuff. So um, it's kind of all over the place. And uh, I tend to be sort of a Jill of all trades when there's a marketing tech question, I'll jump in and try to find a, a uh, solution, even if it's not always, <laughs> it's sometimes a little bit MacGyvered together. Um, and I will say, um, uh, I have, I like to travel and um, I, was so fascinated when I was in sixth grade, my teacher said she was on a bus uh, in Europe on vacation one time eating an ice cream cone. And um, she was eating it when she entered Liechtenstein and was still eating it when they left. And I thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe there's a country this small. So when I um, was studying abroad, which I got to Switzerland on 9-11, so that was like probably safest place in the world. So that was good. But um, I decided I was going to walk across Liechtenstein just to see how long it would take. And I didn't have a map or anything because it was 2001. I'm just, I just got to the border and took off. And so it took four hours. It's not bad. <laughs> there you go. Four hours. Okay. So that would, uh, I think you could eat ice cream if you were uh, uh, going 60 miles an hour, I would think, right? <laughs> yeah. 15 minutes, 10 minutes, something like that. Um, all right. Um, so you began the Donato's uh, Pizza Love Loyalty Program. And I think you had a goal of acquiring 400,000 members uh, mm -hmm. and also increasing the average frequency. How are you doing in meeting those goals? And uh, what do you see goals looking like going forward? So we um, hit our 400,000 mark uh, about five months into the program. 
Um, so it was, it showed us that there was really a demand, you know, among our customer base for a rewards program. So that was really great to see. Um, now we are at about 725,000 members um, and we're gearing up to do our first big push for membership since launch. Uh, and that'll happen later this year. Okay, awesome. Um, so your uh, program actually asked uh, kind of some personality questions, right? It, it gets uh, why they sign up for the program, you know, what information, uh, you know, obviously maybe what pizza they like. Can you tell us a little bit about the pizza personality and kind of what that does and how that helps you uh, potentially with the personalization efforts at Donato's? Sure, sure. So um, this one has evolved a little bit. Uh, we started out, you know, asking about um, really general interests and, and we still do. Uh, it's just not, not part of the signup process anymore. Um, so it's a little bit more of an optional way to earn bonus points. So and we do still plan to use that information in various ways, but um, you know, we just, we're struggling to find the bandwidth to create content for all these different versions of everything. <laughs> so, um, you know, we've kind of um, scaled that back a little bit until, you know, we've got some processes in place to better um, serve people and use that information. And uh, right now we're focused on, um, you know, identifying who um, it self identifies, for example, as a vegetarian, um, because, you know, these are the people who will never, never buy a pepperoni pizza from us, but that's the default image for everything because it is the most popular product we have. And because it is so unique with the amount of pepperoni that's on it. So, um, you know, just trying to be more relevant, um, just starting with the most basic things like that is really how we're, we're using it. Okay, great. Um, when you look at uh, the program, um, I think one of the things that you talked about in the award submissions, you realize that not everyone kind of needs or wants a discount. I mean, how did you learn that from the data and, and, and uh, how do you kind of action on that? You even talked about, you know, actioning on the different uh, data sets you have now and that can be kind of challenging. Sure, sure, sure. So um, even before we had a loyalty program, we had a, a popular flash program in place. Um, and just looking at the, the redemption data from that, uh, it was pretty clear that not everybody was using it all the time. I mean, there were probably a few people who, you know, would use it several times a year. But on the whole, the average usage of it was like once a year per person or something like that. So it was, and then I think it was just of the people who were using it. So, you know, we knew there were other factors at play. Um, we've started experimenting with things like bonus points to see how that drives behaviors, um, things like getting people to order online more often or to order for pickup more often instead of delivery. Um, we also uh, recently did a test uh, of various win back and re-engagement offers and emails and one of the groups we sent to didn't receive an offer in the email and it was really amazing to see that a lot of those people ended up coming back i mean it was almost as many as some of the offers that we sent out um and you know it's uh, sometimes people just want to know that you value them as customers or they just want to be reminded to come back it doesn't it doesn't always take an offer okay um, so when you look at uh, the personalization efforts, you talked about kind of the, the pizza personality, zero party data obviously is very, very important. Action on it uh, is obviously very opportune as well. You know, how do you look at those, those data points and, and kind of managing the audience, kind of the relationship you have with them, getting more of that zero party data and uh, working on personalization? You know, how are you using that to enhance your program? 
Well, um, you know, we, we take the opportunities wherever we can find them to personalize all of our touch points. Uh, some of them are easier to do than others. Uh, we recently upgraded our email program, so we're going to be doing a lot more uh, in email now that we have the new platform. Um, and of course, uh, as we're looking again at our entire e-commerce experience this year, um, we'll be going through that. And of course, that's a much longer term project because of the development effort involved. Um, but we rely a lot on our segmentation logic to get you know, the right messages to the right people all the time, uh, particularly with like among our membership, because there are people at different levels of engagement. There are people that, you know, have answered a lot of questions for us, people who haven't. There are people that, you know, we can start to understand what their lives are like based on, you know, when they order and how they order and all those things. So, um, you know, it's, it's really about identifying the best way to reach them and you know, how to meet their needs when they're dealing with us. Okay. Um, emotional loyalty, a lot of discussion around emotional loyalty right now in the industry, uh, customer loyalty, obviously in, in the C-Store industry, uh, C-Store and kind of QSR industry as well, very important. What does emotional loyalty mean to your brand and how do you go about driving it and, and more importantly, measuring it? Right. So, you know, we're in an industry, the pizza industry that lives and dies by offers. It's just people like the whole industry is just absolutely addicted to it. Can't live without it. So that's an important piece of what we have going on. Um, but I think it tends to lead us to kind of rely on this very easy to track, cause and effect, send an offer, um, get some business sort of cycle. Um, but we know that humans don't purchase rationally and especially with food because it's that's why comfort foods are a thing. If it's cold and rainy, I want somebody to bring me some pizza. Um, and we see that, right? So, um, and the demand for convenience is increasing because life gets more and more complicated, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we've gotten lots of great positive feedback about our handling of uh, COVID. And I think when people are grateful for, to you for treating them really well and actually caring about their well-being, uh, that definitely drives that emotional loyalty. So um, we're looking more and more at, at engagement data across all of our, our various touch points. So from loyalty to email, to SMS, uh, our, our web content, social media, all those things. Um, and to, uh, and how it, like how those uh, engagement points relate to frequency and check size. Um, there's a big focus this year on overall satisfaction also, which is a, uh, marker that we get from our uh, feedback surveys, our post-order feedback surveys, and uh, general customer sentiment as well. So, um, yeah, we're we're uh, looking to integrate that into more and more into everything that we do. Okay, great. Um, when you look at that that emotional connection uh, that you have with your customers, uh, is that a, is that a positive thing or a kind of a negative thing? Uh, some brands think that uh, having such emotional customers makes it. Uh, makes the bar a little higher for them to achieve on their customer loyalty and customer experience efforts. So I'm actually thinking it's, it's a benefit because they have good uh, feedback. What about you? Is it a, is a net positive, net negative, somewhere in the middle, having uh, emotionally engaged customers? Well, I mean, yeah, I always, I'm someone who always views that as a, a positive for sure. Um, I know when we send out member surveys, uh, there are always comments uh, in the responses that are simply this is the best pizza or I love Donato's. So that makes more work for me because I have to sift through all of it. So that part's not ideal, but um, it's another opportunity to just sort of take the temperature on the membership and just see, you know, of the people who are engaged and paying attention and have some investment in what we're doing, um, you know, 
it's it and like they literally have an opportunity to say anything to us like that's what they choose to say you know so i mean how can you not feel good about that right it's like they there is definitely they're feeling the love and we're feeling it back that's great um uh, and it's actually a great piece of living in ohio where we get it quite frequently so uh that in one local place so a uh, big fan um when you look at customers changing, uh, big topic of conversation among marketers, customers changing, buy online, picking up store, depending on retail or just curbside delivery or even uh, zero touch delivery like you have. Um, you know, how do you think your customers are changing uh, during COVID and even before that, how do you think customers are changing in general for you know the, your industry? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I think just in all industries, customers are changing because it just, it doesn't take long for the best experience to be the thing that everybody wants to emulate and then it becomes the norm, right? Um, I mean, you know, think about trying to order something from online, whatever, and it would take, what, four to seven business days sometimes, or there'd be like a couple days to process it. Now, we're all expecting everything to be here within two days or sometimes same day. And, you know, it really wasn't that long ago that if you needed something that day, like you either had to go get it yourself or you were hiring a courier service, you know, there was none of this stuff. We're so spoiled today. So, um, but, you know, and, and that's the pandemic has really increased a lot of those things too, because there are so many features and stuff that they started out as a convenience and now they've become a necessity. So, um, you know, for example, some of our locations were, we're sort of in this like in-between space where, you know, we're not like fast food, but you know, we're also not like a sit down restaurant, an Italian restaurant or something like that, right? We're kind of in between. So, um, but you know, some of our restaurants had dr drive up windows before, you know, so um, now we're, we're having to adapt to provide curbside options also, and then make all of that available online too. So it's an easier experience for people, but um, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely, um, we're, we're moving the needle on convenience for sure. Okay, great. And how do you measure the, the success of your customer experience, customer loyalty efforts? You know, what KPIs do you and your team look at? Um, I mean, you know, we look at all the usual open rates um, and just engagement, uh, adoption, sentiment, like all of those things. Um, and um, especially for newer parts of the program, just to see how those are going. Um, I mean, redemption is always a big thing. Um, frequency of visits, uh, recency of visits, you know, how do the, how is the breakdown and like, you know, does somebody come X many times a year, a week, a month versus, you know, how many people have we not seen in 90 days or more? Um, how many people do we think we're never gonna see again? That kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, and then how is that different when you look at it through the lens of, is this person a member or not, right? So, I mean, obviously all of those metrics are a lot better for our membership, which is um, a good good thing to see in our program, be concerned if we didn't, um, but yeah. And then the one other thing is, is check size too and, and uh, the various platforms and access points and stuff like that. Okay. What do you think the next big thing for customer loyalty or customer experience maybe for your brand? Um, so we're looking at adapting our program to um, adjust, uh, make you know, to optimize some things based on uh, various things that we've observed or learned over the last year. Obviously, again, it's a little bit weird because uh, we're comping over COVID, but um, you know, there are some things that I think are uh, pretty important to note even outside of the context of that. So, um, so yeah, it's but really we're going to be looking to um, do some simplifying 
um, and uh, really uh, improving communication with our members as much as we can, because, you know, those things, it's like you can never, you can do too much. There's such a thing as too much of a good thing, but if you're doing it right, it won't feel like too much. Okay. Um, when you look at uh, kind of your uh, marketing customer loyalty efforts, uh, growing the program as fast as you had, getting 725,000 so quickly, you know, how are you seeing uh, kind of the competitive landscape? How are you different than the competitive landscape uh, maybe in the pizza or in, the, in QSR? How do you see yourself as different? Well, you know, we always try to position ourselves as, you know, ourselves as the premium brand that also delivers um, in terms of the pizza space, right? So, um, you know, that's that's part of what sets us apart from like, for example, the dominoes of the world where, you know, they're like, you know, very much about the, um, you know, coupon discount message and that kind of stuff. Um, and we are, um, I think we are, we've got a big franchise focus right now too. So we are very focused on, you know, what are, we, what should we be doing differently in markets where we're everywhere versus markets where nobody's ever heard of us because they're very different things. So, um, you know, I think there'll be some sort of different experiences available for um, people who live in different places. Um, so, and we're able to just kind of do bulk customization, I guess, uh, of the program um, in that way uh, as needed. So uh, that's that's one thing that, you know, I will say like our, our program is probably less cookie cutter than most others. Okay. And what can Loyalty360 do to help you with your customer experience, customer loyalty efforts in, in your journey? I think, you know, bringing brands together to learn from each other and share and, um, you know, provide insights and ideas is really great. Um, you know, providing the benchmarks and best practices are super helpful. Um, I think, you know, there are a lot of things that, um, you know, we're probably all doing very similar research in a lot of ways, um, you know, and I'm sure we all have the same screenshots of the Starbucks you know, loyalty program on their app and Domino's and Sephora and like all these other things. Um, you know, it's, uh, if there's a place to share all these things, that'd be super cool. Um, you know, because there's like, if somebody's already got them, why should you have to go get them? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think yeah, if there's any efficiencies to be had to continue the sharing, like that's really key for this group. Okay, great. Well, Aaron, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. I look forward to hearing more from Donato's in 2021. And congratulations again on your win in the uh, Customer Insights and Metrics category. Thank you.